things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, grace and peace. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology where I'm your host K-Dub and today we're going to talk about Michael Todd, a recent sermon that dropped but before we do that you guys know how we do it here. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel and as always click the notification bell so you'll be aware when I drop future content. So <laughs> this will be an interesting episode. I was uh, editing me getting the clips I want uh, for this uh, video, for this discussion yesterday, or last few days actually, and uh, <laughs> my wife was like, can you please go in another room, because I, I would not like to hear that, he's annoying, <laughs> He's uh, and you guys will see more so in this, this will make more sense once we get to that section, but I thought that was pretty funny, <laughs> my wife was not feeling Michael Todd, she, does, she was not enjoying the... Uh, the TED talk that he gave uh, that passes at a sermon at many places, many churches. <laughs> so my man here says, be easy on him. <laughs> I'll do my best, brother. I'll do my best. Uh, but let me say this because he he released a sermon uh, about two, two weeks ago. And the title of the sermon was Mo Money, Mo Problems. All right. Uh, wordplay on the old song of Biggie. All right, no big deal, I guess, on the title, right? Um, the reason why I believe the song is so problem, or the song, <laughs> the sermon is so problematic, is because of this. Michael Todd is going to uh, deny the prosperity gospel in words, <laughs> and then turn around in the next sentence and affirm prosperity themes. Let me say this: Michael Todd is a is a child of the prosperity gospel. He's he's in the same movement, and we're gonna see later when I when I when I play some uh, certain certain clips how Michael Todd is not a denying the prosperity gospel, but he actually affirms a lot of its major core tenets: its view of tithing, its view of blessing. We'll see that in a second. But I'm sure you guys are wanting me to stop talking. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to play the promo for this actual sermon, so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Let's play the promo to this sermon. I'm not going to respond. I'm just going to let it play. Check it out. Do you believe in the poverty gospel? Or do you believe in the prosperity gospel? I want to introduce you to the gospel of purpose. When you think more money, it should be more purpose. God wants you to live a blessed life. Tap the link for today's message. I came in like a Bro, <laughs> this is what we have pastors doing. Uh, but you can see why someone like with me would have issues with it, would have problems. Uh, Michael Todd is, uh, you know, coming in like a wrecking ball. You know, he, he's the prop. I'll give he's the prop king. He's the he's. Uh, oh, oh, Adrian, you'll you'll have to send me that. Uh, send that email that to me if you can. Uh, I would I would definitely be interested in checking that out. But yes, this was the promo for this sermon, Mo Money, More Problems. 
like I said, my wife was very uh, heated. <laughs> She's right. terrible, terrible. Charles Barkley style. <laughs> uh, and so... Yes, that was the promo for the sermon. And if guys, we haven't even got to the sermon and some of you guys are freaking out. <laughs> that you ain't seen nothing yet. That that's kind of mild. Um but I'm sure you guys want to get into that. Like I said, make sure you like this video if you haven't. Let's get into the sermon. So, let me just tell you my goal up front. I through this series along with God's help want to break generational cycles of poverty. And through this series, we want to break generational cycles of selfishness. Uh-oh. Both of them are evil. Poverty is evil. Selfishness is evil. And most of us do not want either one of them, but live at one of those poles. Now, some some people might not have catched the error there. They may be thinking, why'd you put that? That's what's what did he say that was wrong? <laughs> but I want to ask you a question. Is poverty evil? Think about it for a second. Is being poor evil? I mean, someone say, well, if they mishandled their finances and, and, and you know, okay. But I'm just saying being poor in general is being poor evil. No, it's of course not. Right. Just in case some of you guys are struggling, <laughs> just in case you guys are I still don't know the issue. No, being poor in and of itself is is not um, it's not sinful. It is not a, a uh, you know, a, a matter of, well, God's blessing isn't on you. Because you're poor. See, he still has a, he still has a prosperity gospel uh, residue upon him. <laughs> I'll say that. How about that? It's, you know, just because you're poor does not mean God's favor is not upon you. And I'm glad to see many people saying, no, being poor is not a sin. Poverty in itself is not a sin. Having lack of is not a sin. See, I, I want you to be careful when you're listening to this sermon. Because he's going to say a lot of good things. He's going to say prosperity gospel is wrong. But how do you line up what he just said with saying that the prosperity gospel is wrong as well as some other things he says? Right. Um, the Bible says that God has made the poor and the rich all alike. Yeah, that's right. Uh, being being poor is not evil, just like being rich is not evil. And we're going to we're going to come back to that statement as well in a minute. But let's let's uh, let's get it. I want you to look around and evaluate how much has God allowed you to be a manager over. The key to expanding that is be more generous. Uh, I, I have a problem with that because, like I said, he still has that residue of uh, <laughs> um prosperity tinge on him if he, he's he's promising if you are faithful then god will give you more it's, it, like i said it's a general truth but prosperity gospel people abuse that because you already know where they go with it they go to tithing right if you just tithe more and we're going to see something in a bit i'm 
probably play it after I get done with Mike Todd to, to show how relevant it was. But let, let, let's continue playing him. The key to that shrinking is be more selfish and stingy. And many people, because the paper is priority, or they've made a mountain of money, or they think cash is king, or they're committed to the coin, they do not follow God's principles. And that's why in this thing, we have to make the kingdom of God priority. Everybody say priority. The, the reason why I have a problem with this is because money is still the motivation in this. He's just added another step to the prosperity gospel. He's just saying, have your heart right, then God will give you all these riches. But guess what? You're, you could be right with God, have a pure motivation, and still be poor. <laughs> See, that's that's the thing he misses up because the, the goal is still riches for Mike Todd. He still wants to get you to the goal of the money and the physical possessions, right? Don't get it twisted. He's just saying, well, have your heart right, which, of course, prosperity gospel preachers wouldn't deny as well. But he, he's seemingly adding another step. And we're going to see some of his. uh, What do I call it? Someone's laughing at my uh, residue statement. Yes. Yes. He has prosperity gospel residue all over him. Let's let's uh let's not uh get it twisted. You know, uh, and I know a lot of people have uh, dismissed him because of the spitting and rightly so. Rightly so. He, he, oh, wait, I'll save this comment for a second because it's going to come up. That's why Matthew 6, 33, I'm just giving you a couple scriptures, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to everything that we need resource wise will be added if we seek first the kingdom of God and God. You, you want to know what's actually problematic about like when people use that verse to talk about money? One, it shows you what they idolize. Why, why, why don't people use that verse to talk about, oh, if you need wisdom, God will seek first God and he'll add it. What about sanctification? They, they never talk about the things of spiritual value. People always go to that verse, generally, especially prosperity people. Oh, and Berean Babes, you're, you're so right. He is just using different terminology, but it's still prosperity gospel. Oh, absolutely. Amen. Great uh, analysis. <laughs> We're going to get there in a second. But people always use Matthew 6.33 to get to money, some kind of physical thing. What, what? Why not, hey, seek first God and he'll give you more holiness. That's never used in these prosperity gospel churches. It's always to physical things. And guess what? If if that's the, the application you make, then you surely have to say that the apostles failed in this because they weren't rich. They weren't balling. Guess what? They're the people Mike Todd and all these prosperity preachers would mock today as not having the blessing and favor on their life. Yes, that is eisegesis. Why, why not? Why not that application? That's that's actually a better biblical application, not the material things. How much are you seeking first the kingdom of God to get holiness, sanctification, uh, righteousness, um, Closer to God, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe that should be our more immediate uh may our application rather than money. Something to think about. Something to think about. Hey, you you guys know how I say here, man. Think about it. Think about it. Isn't that just a better uh, application? But let let me continue on. Think about it. Doesn't have a problem with paper. He just wants priority. And let me let me say this. 
I as well do not have a problem with people being rich. I don't. Being rich is not sin. So I just want to make that clear just in case somebody accused me of saying, well, you're saying being rich is sin. No, that's not. Being rich is not a sin, just like being poor is not a sin. But we'll expound more on those. That that have been generational. I can feel it up here, Charles. Like, I Guys, watch this. Hold on. <laughs> this part cracks me up. <laughs> Walk, watch bully Mike Todd. Hold on. Watch this. Watch the bully Mike Todd right now. Check this out. That, that have been generational. I can feel it up here, Charles. Like, I can feel people's mindsets. Like, that don't apply to me. He don't know my situation. God does. And I'm telling you, I'm standing flat feet, foot. I ain't never scared. I promise you, I've dealt with this in my own life, and I break, broke this back of poverty over this church, and I'm coming for you because you have to live a blessed life. For you to help your family, for you to be able to get them out of drug addiction, for you to be able to help that community, for you to be able to reach back and get people that were just like you, you got to get these principles. I'm not going to let no intimidation spirit come upon me. I, I promise I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight for your family. I'm ready to fight for your fr Yo. <laughs> what? Uh, Bro, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, what are you talking about, man? Uh, <laughs> Mike Todd is ready to put the pause on y'all if y'all not receiving these messages. Um. I, guys, I want you to hear how actually condemning this is. Think about what he said. God, uh, matter of fact, let me, let me, let me go back and play it. For you to be able dealt with this in my own life and I break, broke this back of poverty over this church and I'm coming for you because you have to live a blessed life for you to help your family for you to be able to get them out of drug addiction for you to be able to help that community for you to be able to reach back and get people that were just like you you gotta get these principles alright so the, all this is dependent upon you getting these principles like your family getting off drugs uh uh you know, reaching back into the communities for them, I'm assuming, to get saved. It's all dependent upon you getting these principles, i.e. <laughs> having access to more uh, resources. That's money. You know, it's code for money. You, you Think about how heavy of a burden you're putting on these people. What, what happens in three years if they apply, they do all your principles you say, but guess what? They still are living you know you know what you would probably call mediocre lives you know this is this is actually sad this is sad because prosperity gospel people put a burden on their people right because you know what's you know what one of the principles is well if you're not seeing breakthrough you just need to you need to give more you got to press more into the kingdom See, God is testing and challenging your faith. See, see, I, y'all, y'all better be lucky. I'm regenerate because <laughs> I would make a good prosperity preacher. You know what I mean? But I hate it, you know. So be glad that <laughs> I'm teasing. But yes, oh, oh, yeah. So you, you got it, brother. You got it, Adrian. And how do you get these principles? Giving him more of your money. Absolutely. <laughs> see, 
the prosperity gospel is the Christian, and I obviously with quotes Christian. Um, um, it's the Christian pyramid scheme. The person who benefits are those at the top. But imagine putting the burden on me getting rich so that these people can get off their drug addiction. Whatever happened to the power of the gospel, <laughs> what, which is free of charge. What, what, what happened to the power of God's word? Why, why, why isn't that the principle we need to learn? And, and, Mike Todd, I understand you're passionate. You're charismatic about this. But none of this is Bible. None of this is Bible, bro. You're, 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 you're pacing a burden that these people cannot carry. The, the, the good news is become rich, which is actually hard for a lot of people. It's, it's very hard to live up to your standard of richness. Now, I'm not going to let no intimidation spirit come upon me. I, I promise I'm ready to fight. This dude is going to put the put his hands on you if you disagree. <laughs> um, see, as, as me and my wife, she, she, like, she was so annoyed by this part. This dude is just talking. That's why I call this kind of preaching the um, the, the Christian TED talk. He's just talking. No, no, no word of God. And, and, and when the word of God is used, it's the it's abused oftentimes than not. Just, he's just talking just on a stage, just talking that has no clue what he's talking about. No clue. Oh, yes. Great point. Great point. Uh, Christopher says, imagine preaching this in China or any other persecuted churches. Yes. Great point. Great point. <laughs> what in the Mike Tyson? <laughs> yes. He will put the paws on you. He gonna put hands on y'all. Y'all intimidating spirits. For disagreeing with him. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's pretty wild. <laughs> Let's keep going. I'm ready to fight for your family. I'm ready to fight for your freedom. I'm ready to fight for your financial mindset. I'm ready to fight. That's the society. Let, let, let me say this because I've done I've, I've done a video on financial uh, stability uh, principles you can use in your life. One, it's principles, not guarantees. Because <laughs> um, guess what? Have, have you ever thought of this, Mike Todd? Maybe it's God best for certain people. Isn't, oh, I would argue for everyone, um, isn't financial to be to be rich. And, and, and from a logical standpoint, think about it. Not everybody can be rich. Not everyone can be millionaires. God's favor is not uh, blessing money. Monetary, uh, you know, gain is not a sign of God's favor. Because guess what? Atheists are rich. Think about it. As my saying goes. Living Deuteronomy 28. 12 says you will lend to many nations you will never need to borrow from them Cult let, let me say this because prosperity gospel preachers love deuteronomy uh, 1 through 12 <laughs> but let me show you how this is actually abused as well if you look at deuteronomy 28 it's a covenantal contract between his people israel this is not to be a sign for every single Christian that's ever lived. Because guess what? The apostles didn't, weren't rich so that they could never borrow. Or that people had to borrow for them. So the very standard, a lot of these prosperity preachers, um, you know, 
put on the on us today. Jesus and the apostles didn't didn't do or have, right? They weren't balling out. They 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 weren't in the context of so so like I said, uh, this passage of Deuteronomy twenty eight twelve is not speaking about for every Christian to never borrow. Now I, again, I I I believe Christians should not borrow if they can help it. But this is not speak. This is this is national. <laughs> I mean, are you? Remember, it says, "Bless all the work you do. Uh, uh, will lead. Sorry, you will lend to many nations." Are you saying <laughs> I can lend to a nation? I don't know any Christian who has that amount of money. This is national. <laughs> this is covenantal between God's people of Israel in the old covenant. Not to be. <laughs> apply to every christian throughout the ages i mean ugh, very bad very bad exegesis kingdom culture finances kingdom finances culture generosity kingdom generosity what i'm saying to you right now is there is always going to be two kingdoms wrestling for your allegiance and many people, when it comes to finances, we would rather listen to a guru who has no spiritual backing. But because they pull up in a Lamborghini, you think somehow they have the knowledge to help you do what God's called you to do. The irony of ironies. <laughs> I, I thought this was the most ironic uh, statement made of the whole video because. Yes. People will go to some guru who knows nothing of spiritual principles, but because they come in a Lamborghini or guess what? They dress nice. <laughs> um, Michael Todd. They're charismatic. They sweat when they give it to you. So that means they're exerting all this energy, <laughs> right? Um, yes, they'll listen to them because guess what? You have all the money, right? They can see it in your uh, your clothes. So they're like, of course I should listen to this guy. And uh, great comment here. He's literally walking on someone's paycheck. I know his shoes cost a lot of money. Yes. Yes, he he, he, he indulges in his uh, um, ex monetary express. And, and I'm not, I'm, what, here's what, let me, let me clarify. I'm not saying you can't, if you have money, you can't enjoy those things. But obviously you have to be careful. But. Yes, he's in the same boat. He's the he's the uh, like like I said, the irony of ironies of that statement. It's it's, it's kind of like, bro. I don't know if you thought about that one. That's literally describing yourself. But I'll go on. See, everybody always talks about the prosperity gospel and how it's bad and 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 and, and it's gotten a bad rap. And I'm going to talk about that because it is. See, he, right there, he says, "Hey, the pro the prosperity gospel is a bad rap. It's it it's bad. It is bad." He says. But everything he said before is, again, as I, I'll say it again, it's it's residue of pro prosperity gospel. It's prosperity gospel-ish. He has actually, hasn't actually denied the prosperity gospel by what he said earlier. Now, he, he comes around. This is very confusing if you're actually paying attention to what he's saying. If Guys, when you listen to a sermon... 
<laughs> you, you, you can't just use these, right? You can't just use these physical ears. You got to listen to what's being said and the implications of it. And, and that's going to come up more in the sermon, but make sure you're listening. But that's not the only wrong gospel we're suffering from. People are suffering, not from the prosperity gospel. They're suffering, dying, and raising kids in the poverty gospel. So he says the problem actually isn't the prosperity gospel. It's the poverty gospel. And, and let me say this. Because he redefines both. <laughs> he redefines both. Uh, now, I... Poverty gospel is a problem, but let me say prosperity gospel. Prosperity gospel essentially states that, um, right, if you are a Christian, the Lord will favor you with blessings, wealth, health, and wealth, right? These things will follow you. They're a result of faith. Now, the problem is they, they say, hey, blessings is a sign of my uh, spirituality. Well, the, the poverty gospel actually goes to the other, other uh, pendulum and says, my lack of things means I'm right with God, right? Th that's not true as well. That's generally how I've heard of the poverty gospel, right? But just because you're poor, he, he pretty much puts poverty gospel on anyone who's poor, <laughs> which is kind of messed up. Well, if you're poor, that, that's, your, that's the poverty gospel for you. You're believing uh, all poverty gospel things. What about the middle class people? You know, it's kind of like, what about, the, which I would encourage you guys, if you want to just suffer <laughs> like I did, I'm inviting you to suffer with me, brothers and sisters. Uh, go listen to the sermon so you can hear more expounding upon this. Obviously, I can't play everything, but let's keep going. You would rather I'm in somebody's business. Y'all see how quiet it is right now? Hey, y'all, this one, <laughs> this, this cracks me up right here. This cracks me up, guys. Listen to what he's saying. You would rather not have the freedom to live wherever you want. Put your kids in whatever school district you want. Be able to do and bless other people. You would rather have a $300 payment and brag about it. You know I only paid $300. And water and cable included. <laughs> What's, somebody get y'all pastor, man. <laughs> like, bruh. Bro, what's wrong with you, man, up there? Just so feminine. I mean, <laughs> just. What do you mean by that? What are you doing? What are you? So he's he's mocking people, right, who, I guess, uh, you know, take care of the, the welfare system, the, the, the you know, the, um, you know, programs they have for poor people. And, and, and I, I, I will stay here, and I've stated this in the past, that. A lot of those systems are designed to keep people in poverty. So I, I agree. But the extreme is, well, you need to be wanting to put your kids in the school they want or the college they want to go to. And, and be like, it's so dependent on you. Like I said, this is why this sermon is actually such a burden. Because in order for like other people to escape, then you you have to have these principles in your life. Otherwise... <laughs> You never you, you, what, what he's going to call later, um, you know, you, you, you're not going to you pretty much you're not going to be able to help people. We'll get to that more in a, in a bit, but I just 
<laughs> Someone says, he sure can shimmy this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo, when I heard that, I was like, hold on. <laughs> I, I think I heard someone say they want me to play that again. Uh, let me... <laughs> Do and bless other people. You would rather have a three hundred dollar payment and brag about it. You know I only paid three hundred, and water and cable included. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> help this man. You know what that is? It's you've sold your life out to the poverty gospel. You on seven people's Netflix account? But when you start a business, you want somebody to support your business. But you reap what you sow. Uh-oh. Uh, well, technically, you can you can have uh, multiple people on your Netflix account. But nevertheless, I'll just, <laughs> uh, you know, well, let, let's keep going. And so you've been stealing because they're a big company. Well, what happens when you become a big company? Do you want you? Uh, do you want one of you as a customer? That is somebody. Someone said, who's the stand-up comedian we were watching? Guys, if 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 we didn't know this face, we, you, you would think this was a stand-up. Nothing about this says Christian besides, <laughs> uh, well, like I said, there's nothing that's said Christian. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's called being frugal. Amen. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm not going to lie, that had me laughing. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat what he did because that was so feminine. But, um, yeah, anyways. It's convicted right now. Somebody's signing out right now. Like, oh, my God, my great Uncle Bill. You know what that is? I mean, the blasphemy, but we'll keep going. It's the poverty gospel. So being on someone's Netflix, like I said, he redefines uh, poverty gospel to mean like like someone's kind of being frugal or like, you know, you, you, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to just get by, you know, um, he, he pretty much is like, well, you need to explode. Like if you can't, if you're not able to get your, uh, you know, kids in the school system they want or just take a trip just because or or help people start their foundation, then you're living in the poverty gospel. It's like, well, Mike Todd, then according to what you said, most Christians, 90 percent of Christians are living poverty gospel then. Because guess what? A lot of people can't just go out and do the things that you stated. And guess what? It's not. It's not wrong that they can't. It's it's not sinful if I don't have the money and I've been uh, stewarding my money well and I can't help you start a foundation or, or guess what? I can't get my kids in this school because guess what? Probably should be homeschooling anyway, but that's another point for another day. But let's keep going. Poverty gospel. Put it on the screen. Poverty gospel. It's got you so messed up. It's got you not believing God. It's got you looking at situations, really thinking that more money means more problem. And it's rooted in the opposite of what God wants us to have. It's rooted in fear. Now, I, I didn't put this in here because I just didn't. But he used one example of poverty gospel is like, you know, the parents yelling at you, like, close that door. You let AC out or, you know, uh, turn them lights off. You ain't using it. He's like, that's poverty gospel. Uh. 
how about that's just <laughs> if we're not using it, we need to shut it off. It's be, like someone said, it's being frugal with your money. Like I said, he puts kind of frugal people in the category of poverty gospel. Um, pretty interesting. Because what ends up happening with the poverty gospel, it's passed to you by your family. And they tell you to hold it. And something is like, no, I don't want I don't want to live in that. And they'd be like, no, boy, this is our family. And you'd be like, but I can't apply for the school, even though we don't have the money. Who's going to pay for it? Yeah, who is going to pay for it? If we don't have the money. Who's... <laughs> so he like I said, he makes that poverty gospel. Uh, he And let me just say that he is the king of props, man. He has a prop in every sermon I've ever listened to or watched. Um, <laughs> Can't just preach the word, but that's another point. Uh, like I said, we got almost like 80 people watching. Make sure you like this video, guys. If you're watching, listening now, let's get back to it. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, Dad, I think I can get a scholarship. Well, you better get a scholarship, a job. You better take care of everything else. And you better know. And you start holding these ideas and mindsets. And then because your earthly father told it to you, you think now your heavenly father is saying struggle. So I, I guess saying to your child, hey, you, you should get a scholarship. You should uh, you know, pay for the things that are, you know, I mean, yours. I get, preparing them from adulthood is equivalent to struggle. Like I said, he, he makes these equivocations that don't necessarily follow. Um, <laughs> it's a funny sitcom. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and like I said. He has to use a prop, but one of the things he's going to do is like, he's using this little medicine ball for them to hold it up, right? To show them how heavy it is. And like, you can't hold up this burden. Actually, the, the, again, the ironic thing, Mike Todd is the one presenting the burden upon you to his members. This man, I feel so sad for people who are in these churches. Yeah. Amen. Ooh, that's good because they don't realize they're accepting the burden that they cannot carry. Like I said, the ironies. He's like preaching against himself, but let's keep going. You gonna start that ministry? Well, God, I felt like you told me to start it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you gotta earn your dues. Go through what I went through. Like, hold on. If your earthly father knows how to give good gifts, how much more? Does your father in heaven, but when we have built up the poverty gospel so much in our head, we like I said, oftentimes, I don't know why money is often equated with the good gifts. God, money, uh, you know, <laughs> material things are low, low in the eyes of God, I would argue. Like I said, it's not a sign of the blessings of God receive the struggle because we believe watch this it's what we deserve Matthew <laughs> yes you don't you do not deserve any any, any anything from God <laughs> so he, he thinks he makes a good point oh so I'm walking off the stage yeah yeah I mean yes any gift of God you don't deserve I mean how is that controversial why why do you have people oohing and on after that 25 verse 14 there was a man that god gave a talent to the steward over and he gave three men different things according oh uh like i said just about every verse he uses in this sermon 
He literally rips it out of his context and then abuses it. This is going to be one, and there's another one later on. But like I said, and so far, the ones we've talked about haven't proven his point. To their ability to handle it. One, two, five. The one with two, he doubled it. You can read it in Matthew. The one with five, he doubled it. But the one that God gave one, all he wanted from that man was to double it. But look what this man said in Matthew chapter 25, verse, let's go 25. He said, I was afraid I would lose your money. I would fumble this opportunity. So I hid it in the earth. I dug a hole because of fear. I'm digging a hole because of fear. What did they call going into debt? I'm going into. I, I want you to catch that because he's trying to make a point. The the text or the parable even doesn't make. He's saying, "Well, the man dug a hole." He's saying he's going in debt. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. He never even mentioned it was a parable. Yeah, be careful when that you don't take the parable beyond its usage. There's there's so many things that people make out of the parables that. Uh, Jesus isn't isn't giving, right? The, the, this passage, this parable is not about debt. Because guess what? He gave the money back. How was he in debt? the 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 point was he didn't he didn't go out and uh, use his talents according to how uh, what he was given. It wasn't about going in debt. But a whole because of fear, most. People in church have gotten the wrong idea that it's give and you'll get. <laughs> yes, you've kind of established that premise throughout this sermon. Now he's going to guys, if you want to see a double minded man. Listen to this sermon, because this is a great example. Um, <laughs> uh, Because he's literally have stated that the principles of how you how you get money. Um, is that you, you give, you tithe, you set forth these principles and God will give to you. Just have a good heart. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I have not misrepresented him. And now he's going to go to the prosperity gospel and you literally <laughs> refute <laughs> everything he said, but he's still going to still preach uh prosperity gospel. We'll, we'll keep going. Giving your get God is not a slot machine. This is not Las Vegas. He's trying to teach you principles, and there are results from giving, but it is not the motivation of my giving. And what ends up happening is the pendulum swings. And now <laughs> so uh, you'll still get rich, just <laughs> it's not the motivation. Okay. Abby is holding on to the MMMP. Not more money, more problems. More money, more pleasure. This is how people think about the prosperity gospel. I lived in the prosperity gospel and the poverty gospel. I know when God saw me coming, all he saw was this. Woo! Why did Bruh. <laughs> I don't have the words, y'all. I don't have the words. This this man wants the cash. 
I boy, if you don't get, I don't, I don't have the words. All I can say when I when I see things like this is just help me, help me. You know, or ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, 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 you know, I'm uh, wow. <laughs> this man just flew in Molly Cyrus style. Like, like man, drop the props, man. Preach the Bible. Look, I, I I I know we're in the modern age where we think we have to make everything just so relevant, right? You hear that word today, right? Just gotta be so relevant, you know. Well, what, what's another word that you use besides relevant? You know, uh, you know, relatable. <laughs> we gotta gotta be relatable. We gotta be cultural. We gotta right. We gotta come to the the city. <laughs> yeah, city language, right? Yeah, but you don't drop the Bible's teaching. You want to be relevant, preach the Bible, I would argue. Like, come on, man. Ah. Come on, man. You, you know what's the sad thing? People actually sit in these sermons to get entertained. But let's keep going. Ain't nobody got time oh, for this. Oh, sorry. Yes, we still don't have time for that. But let's keep going. See that? It's because I would go from here in one instance, and then I would be over here in another instance. <laughs> Whose pastor is this? Whose whose pastor is this? Uh, bro, I, I I'm not gonna lie. Reformed church. <laughs> I mean, if my pastor came out doing this, bro, you would have like 40, 50 people just like what in the <laughs> what in the wrecking ball is this? Like, yo. Struggling. Hurt. I think I just did something to my back. Yeah, I bet. I came in like a wrecking ball. This is what you look like. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this gets worse by the second. I forgot I put that in there. I forgot that was there. Like, what is. Guys, there's actually a worse clip besides him swinging. <laughs> I don't know what I, I I recall now watching this for the first time. I remember thinking, what if that thing would have just snapped? Like, <laughs> but there's some people, man, they can't preach these these uh you know these prop pe preachers. That's what I'm gonna call them, prop preachers. They can't they can't preach a sermon without getting some crazy analogy, getting some crazy prop on the stage, right? <laughs> Please do not try to uh, teach the resurrection. I don't want you to try to use that prop. That's kind of dangerous. <laughs> My brother, proverbial life. What in the crash bandicoot we got going on here? <laughs> Yo, how is it? Yeah, he's so edifying. How is any of this edifying? Like... It's Looney Tunes, yes. This is, like I said, like, is this a Dave Chappelle skit? Or, I mean, come on, man, come on. What is God saying? I don't want you at either extreme. I don't want you to believe the prosperity gospel or the poverty gospel. I want you to believe in the purpose gospel. 
Now, let me say this, because <laughs> we're going to find this out in the sermon. Purpose gospel is just prosperity gospel 2.0. <laughs> it's just him putting different labels on it. Don't let the ball and switch. Don't let, you know, you ever see, hold on, I, mean, I got to do this. You ever see, I don't, I don't endorse this, but you ever been to like New York or Philly, you got the guy with the cup, he puts the ball over the cup and he's like, all right, follow, follow the cup, follow, or he's got the card <laughs> and it's, it's, he, you know, he's just fooling you. It's an illusion. That's what we have here. Uh, it's prosperity gospel 2.0. He's just redefined it as purpose gospel. It's the same thing. <laughs> Keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye on it. Because if you if you watch Purpose Gospel, you end up seeing, oh, this is just Prosperity Gospel with another label on it. Just just follow follow it. More money? Someone say, give me that middle class gospel. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Proverbial life killing me. He said, "What is the NFL halftime show we got going on here?" <laughs> yes, like I said, this is nothing but a Super Bowl show, like a stand-up comedy skit. Yeah, sleight of hand. Like guys, I don't think you have to have much discernment to catch this. I'm not some. <laughs> Some like I mean, what you guys? What's well, like? Oh yeah, clearly see it, right? <laughs> Some people pointed to is like he's not actually preaching against <laughs> preaching against this. It's the Mike Todd Late Show. Yes, more purpose. When I have more money, because my money is directed by God, more money means more what purpose. Think about that for a second, y'all. Just think about it. Think about it. He says, when I have more money, that means I have more purpose. Guys, let me tell you this. That's one of the most. Let me think of the word. <laughs> Ludicrous, asinine, diabolical. <laughs> let, me, let me get on my uh, uh, my AP English uh, <laughs> words. That is, that is asinine. Because you have more money does not mean you have more purpose. Because he's saying, well, you have more things to do with that money. No, my friends, that is an insult to every poor person in that room. Not only in that room, but in the world. That is an insult to all our brothers right now in thorough world countries. Who are, guess what, oftentimes more faithful and more purposeful than us in their calling. Let's be honest. That is an insult to them. That is an insult not only to them, but every Christian in the world who has lacked. Who has gone without. I was, uh, me and my wife were talking. Um, and we were talking about a missionary that you guys may or may not know by George Mueller. George Mueller, Mueller was broke. <laughs> Didn't have much money. And ma matter of fact, he would never accept money. He never accepted it because he uh, was so dependent upon God providing. He, Or sorry, he would never ask. He would never ask. He would never ask for money. 
he would just pray and then someone would provide his needs. He started an orphanage. Rent always paid, his living always paid because people would always provide. But what Mike Todd wants to tell you is that he did not have as much purpose as Mike Todd. Because he didn't have as much money. Mike, that is insulting to every Christian who has ever lived. And you should repent. Guys, what this was worse than the spitting when I first heard this. Now, the spitting was disgusting, but this statement is just outright insulting. Think about it. Think about it. I can reach people. I you can reach people because you have more money. <laughs> like I said, he, he thinks because he has more money, he has more, more purpose or he's doing better. The early church did less with money than you would even know. They did less with their money than you do it with money. You think because you fill these seats that people are saved. What unregenerate person wouldn't want to go to a good show like this? I mean, when I was unregenerate, I'd be, I would love this. I would, I would have loved to sit in. Oh, you, you see the preacher, my preacher, he, he floored a medicine ball like Miley Cyrus cross. See, when you're unregenerate, that's the things. It's so easy to please you. You don't have a high standard of, 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 of preaching. You just want to be entertained for a couple minutes. See, like I said, the early church. Christians throughout the centuries, Christians today in third world countries are not dependent upon money. Despite it, they still are impactful, Mike Todd. But you are insulting them. Help people. I can rescue people. I can send family members into rehab. More money, more purpose. I don't know how we've been doing Christian ministry for the thousands of years without Mike Todd, apparently. Because... <laughs> You know, poor old us, we thought it was the gospel that delivered people. And um, guess what? Poor people have started, you know, hospitals and orphanages. And um, God can do it without. See, everybody believes in miracles. <laughs> Tell us the, about money. Well, no, no, we need money to make that happen. Everybody believes in miracles. See, see, they believe God can raise people from the dead, but he can't provide unless I got the money. Like I said, little God they have. I can go buy somebody else some shoes that doesn't have them. I can be able to be one to go into North Tulsa and ask the educators, what do you need? Instead of asking for a government official to do what they'll never do because it doesn't make dollars and cents. The body of Christ is supposed to raise up and be the answer to the problem. You know what's missing from the problem and the answer? Sin and the gospel are never explained in this video. <laughs> Not yeah, guys, let's go listen to it. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> go listen to it yourself. He never expounds on sin and never provides the solution of the gospel. Not 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 expounds on it. You might he may mention the word. But if you would listen to this sermon, you would you would you would think the solution to all man's problems is resources, finances, money, material things. 
You would you would think that so far that's the impression we have. More money, say more purpose. More purpose. Say it what you mean. More money. More money. More money. Not only does he say it, he he gets he gets this whole crowd in a frenzy. More money, more purpose. More money, more purpose. Chapter three. It says, and Gibeon, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, oh, uh, watch how he abuses this verse. <laughs> now, check this out. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. What if God came to you tonight? Fell asleep. Netflix is on. And the Lord comes to you and says, Stephen, ask me for whatever you want. Yes, how many of us would, like Mike Todd, would ask for money? I wish he would have answered that question right there. <laughs> Most of us, and I'm speaking in general, not of Christians, or some, some Christians, many Christians would. Most people would ask for things that they benefit themselves as far as money. But that's not what Solomon asks for. Solomon answered, look at what he answered. You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit at his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and don't know how to carry out my duties i don't know how to fulfill purpose your servant is here your servant is here your servant is here among the people you have chosen i'm just like all of them and these are great people too numerous to count or number so this is what i'm asking if i can have whatever i want give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong, between poverty gospel and prosperity gospel and purpose. Give me the ability. You see the what's wrong with this application? Obviously, God helps us discern in right and wrong. So let me say this. He's he's he, the false premise is this. He hasn't proved. That being poverty, being in poverty, remember, because he said it was sin. He didn't prove that. Right. And purpose gospel. Is only prosperity gospel 2.0. So. This let me just say this, you're what you're talking about has nothing to do with the verse, even in the application. <laughs> let me go and say that's what I'm really getting at. You know, um. Uh, so to go and use this as a example of your sermon, when you haven't even gone, because guess you've been doing the whole TED Talk thing the whole time. You haven't been explaining the text. You haven't been expounding upon the scriptures. This is what a lot of preachers do today. They'll go and speak for 20, 30 minutes, slap a verse on it as if it proved everything they say it, or sometimes they'll do in the beginning and have you thinking that was a good message about the Bible. No. This dude just talked about, he just talked about what he wanted to. There was no exposition. There was no exegesis, drawing out of the text of what's there. You have to be careful of that. 
A lot of people hear what the pastor wants to hear. He's just talking. He's just venting. He's talking about what he wants to talk about, i.e. Mike Todd. And because you slap a verse on it, you thought you were having church. No, this guy's just deceived you. And you were too undiscerning, right? You couldn't discern what it was talking about. To discern what your purpose is. By the end of this series, I promise you, if you stay with us in this, you are going to be so clear about why God gives you resources. You're going to be clear on why God gives you resources, i.e. money. You, 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 don't know, you, you don't know that now, but you will after this. And how he's going to use your resource. God has no problem with money as long as it has his purpose. That's true. And I'm talking to somebody who doesn't have much right now. God, because your heart is open to this message right now, is about to trust you with a whole bunch. So, <laughs> because, so, so, right, someone's broke out there listening. <clears throat> and because they are open to this message, they're about to get rich. They're about to get an abundance. He's promising it. See, this is actually where the prosperity gospel goes wrong. <laughs> they promise these things. If you do this, do this, you'll get rich. Like I said, it's, it's, it's the Christian pyramid scheme. It's the Christian pyramid scheme. Like I said, there's, there's actually no good news in this. If you listen to this sermon, you will not know more about Jesus. Jesus was barely mentioned. Only a means to get more money. If you have the heart right. Remember, remember his, uh, that's just step two of the prosperity gospel, really. Somebody needs to receive that right now. Where you're at right now and the enemy's trying to convince you that this doesn't have nothing to do with you. Oh, no. Remember, preparation and stewardship. God's giving you this message for what he's about to do in your life in the next six months. He's saying, I need you to hold on to purpose right here. I need God, God needs you. God needs you to do this. What kind of... Like I said, this is what's wrong with the prosperity gospel. They bring God so low to where God needs us now right god needs us god is so dependent upon us right because guess what he can't he can't do anything unless we you know help him out i guess because their god is so dependent upon us and and, and he need money after all god god has to use money to grab a hold of it right now because i'm about to teach you what MMMP really stands for more money, more purpose. Hands lifted everywhere. Money, more purpose. Say it with me. More money, more purpose. Say it with me. You're going to hate that saying <laughs> after this. Uh, like I said, I'm almost done here, but you, you're going to hate that saying. More money, more purpose. It's Yeah, it's annoying because it's unbiblically true. Yes, and we don't receive that. <laughs> more money, more purpose. One more time strong. More money, more purpose. This is supposed to be the serious point. You, you hear the music playing soft, right? To control the hearts, right? Like, watch this. I can't wait to see the purpose that God starts to reveal to you just because you have this mindset now. 
I told Charles earlier, it's crazy to never need a hookup again. That now God would take you from being a person to need a hookup, to being. Let me say this. Let me respond to that because he's pretty much downing people who need in the body. But, but again, his own standard condemns the apostles. Paul was a traveling evangelist. Guess what? And guess what? He was in jail. He needed, if the church did not give the Paul, he would have died in prison. Right? He needed to be hooked up. He needed someone to help him out. Just because that's your, that's you. Like I said, being poor is not a sin. And I hope that's listening to anybody who who's struggling financially. You're you if 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 you've been doing all you can, you're not in sin. Now I want to encourage you to 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 try to better your situation, but you're not in sin if you've been stewarding your money well, yet you're still poor. Guess what, Mike Todd? There are people in situations who who because of their faith in the gospel who've been abandoned. This happens all the time with wives who, because of their faithfulness to Christ, the gospel, their wife have left them. But according to Mike Todd, they're living the poverty gospel. Like I said, this is so condemning to people. This message is problematic. Oh, man. I, I hope this touches people's ears who are who are maybe going through a hard time in Mike Todd's church to let them know, look, <laughs> you still have the same purpose. Even if tomorrow you want a million dollars, you you don't gain more purpose when you get more money. No, that, that, that doesn't give you more purpose. It doesn't make your life more purposeful. That's insane. Who would teach you that? Uh, my pastor, Mike Todd. Yeah. Leave that church. <laughs> Master P has been coming up in my spirit several times. But there was a song that Prophet P said, I got the hookup. Holla if you're here. Oh, okay. Some of y'all, I'm not all the way saved, okay? That one that was uh, offensive as well. He's not all the way saved. Let me say this, Mike Todd. I, I don't think you're saved at all. <laughs> You're not halfway saved. I know he's joking. But just the irreverence he has in the pulpit. The irreverence. No fear of God. In the pulpit. That's that's actually what's concerning about transformation church. Mike Todd. This guy's an elder or pastor. Can you imagine this guy counseling you on issues? He's just every two minutes singing a song. I got the hookup. I came in like that. You want Mr. Wrecking Ball to counsel you over marriage issues? No, thank you. No, thanks. You want I'm not all the way saved guy to help you with your financial issues, your 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 counseling with someone in the, in the church, the issue you're having? No, thank you. That's yeah, someone's that's the issue. You need to get all the way saved then. 
if you guess what? Because if you're not all the way saved, if you halfway saved, you're not saved at all. Someone said, you, you're right. This is worse than the Spitz Army. Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone sent me this, like I said, the promo. And it's like, you got to talk about this, bro. You know. And I, had, I was like, you know what? I got to listen to the whole sermon. And I was appalled. Yeah, only 80% saved. Yeah. What's the percentage of your salvation, Mike Todd? How saved are you? Because, like I said, I, I I don't want I don't want I don't want the swinging from the Raptors guy uh counseling me on 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 issues I I need pastoral counsel I don't know how serious you would take Mike Todd and you know they got women elders so that's another issue as well we'll keep just a little bit longer guys almost there. Is anybody excited for what God's about to do through this series in your heart? Now listen, today I wanted to hype you up more and the Holy Spirit said heart. No hype, all heart. I mean, with the promo and everything, I was ready to come up here and act the fool. And God said, but they need their heart transformed. So what we heard was not hype and not him acting a fool. Apparently that was the heart message. I could I could imagine him giving the act a fool message because I thought that was. God, let me let me play that back. Let me play that back. Is anybody excited for what God's about to do through this series in your heart? Now listen. Today I wanted to hype you up more, and the Holy Spirit said heart. No hype, all heart. So that was no hype. That was that was all heart. What we heard there. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, with the promo and everything, I was ready to come up here act the fool. And God, yeah, the promo was foolish. <laughs> Miley Cyrus and yeah, that was a that was foolish. But they need their heart transformed. Well, let me tell you this. They didn't get it from that sermon you just preached. A sermon. They didn't get it from that. That if that convicted you, I don't know. You're just, you're easily convinced. Um, he's you're easily convinced. Um, yeah that that was nothing heartful about it. You did act a fool on that stage. I mean, there was more secular songs quoted in gospel uh more secular artists were mentioned than christ um <laughs> uh, but like, like let, let me let me say this mike todd wants you to, to convince you that he's not prosperity gospel we're not he's not prosperity gospel you know but He's had prosperity gospels preach at his church. Good point, Lita. Can he be as bold as sin about sin as he is about money? Yeah, he's very bold on money. <laughs> Someone said they couldn't hear anything over that loud jacket. <laughs> but yes, he says he's not prosperity gospel. But yet he has uh, Robert Morris, uh, pastor of Gateway Church. Matter of fact, let me play that for you. 
Tithing is personal. Let's just say that I've got to go away for a while. I'm going to funnel some resources through you to my wife. I would like to bless you in the process is give each of you $10,000 a month. But all I'm asking you to do is give my wife 10%. How's, how's Don doing? And she says, Don's doing great. $1,000 first a month. How's Will doing? Will's sending $2,000 a month. I said, well, how's Charles doing? We need to talk about Charles. The first month, he sent $700. The second month, $300. And the third month, he hadn't sent anything. How do you think I feel about Charles? I'm giving him the money. It's my money. And it's my wife. Doesn't the Bible say that the church is the bride of Christ as a husband? But I'm going to take the $10,000 I was giving to Charles. And I'm going to give more to Don, and I'm going to give a lot more to Will. But I'm cutting Charles off. You know why? Because I found out that he doesn't actually love me, and he doesn't care about my wife. And I care about my wife. This is personal to me. What you heard was prosperity gospel. Listen to what was said. God will cut you off if you do not tithe. <laughs> you you see how this gets workspace? That the very your your standing with God is based on your tithing status. It, don't don't be fooled, guys. Mike Todd is a prosperity gospel preacher. If he'll allow that message to be preached in his pulpit, if he'll allow Robert Morris to come inside of his church. Yes. Remember, Pastor, I'm struggling with pride. Todd, just just give more. His, his counseling sessions must be quick. Yeah, that's one thing they won't mention. Tithing really wasn't monetary. But that's another video, another argument for another time. But Robert Morris just stood up in the church that Mike Todd was, was uh, proclaiming uh, that prosperity gospel was wrong. That God will cut you off if you don't tithe. That was prosperity gospel. <laughs> if I don't know what prosperity gospel is if that isn't it. That's prosperity gospel. And matter of fact, what you also heard in that was if you do tithe and be faithful in that, God will give you more. Guaranteed. So much for, right? <laughs> Giving, not expecting anything in return, as the Bible says. But matter of fact, you should, they, they, these guys tell you all, you should expect it. These are the principles that Mike taught. And matter of fact, I didn't put it in the sermon. Uh, but in that more, uh, more money, more, more problem sermon of Mike Todd, he quotes Robert Morris and says, this is where he's got these uh, principles. So he, the, the very source of his uh, message is a prosperity gospel preacher. But he's not prosperity gospel. He's, what do you say, purpose gospel. He just redefined it. Let me tell you, door number two and door number three are the same door. <laughs> just got a different name on it. They lead to the same place. You know, they lead to the same place. So don't, don't be deceived watching this. Don't be deceived if you're watching, being confused. Like, well, Mike Todd said he, said he denied the prosperity gospel. Then why does he have a preacher, literally, who weeks before him preached a sermon <laughs> and gave the prosperity gospel? So, things to think about, things to consider. Um, 
if you are attending Mike Todd's church, if you like Mike, Mike Todd, you're attending virtually. I don't know what the what, what people are you know, doing today. If you watch him, I, I would argue to find someone else because Mike Todd is, will not grow you spiritually. I mean, if you just want entertainment, sure, he's the right guy, but that really kind of says a lot about you that you want someone to entertain you. Someone who will swing from the Raptors singing Miley Cyrus. That's what you will have. Mike Todd will give you every secular song and remix it. And uh, what? Uh, all, all, he'll give you all that, right? Because he's a former producer or former rapper or something like that. He's not fit to be in the pulpit. To do music, do songs, sure, okay. But he's not fit to be in the pulpit. Why? Let me let me. See. He's he's unqualified to use words of John MacArthur of uh, Stephen Furtick. He's unqualified. He does not know the Bible. He 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 can't expound on a text. He he is like I said. He is a son and daughter of the prosperity gospel movement. The quasi pro uh, prosperity gospel. That's my new name. I'm putting quasi to those who are still in the movement. Maybe they're a son or daughter of the movement. You got a lot of quasi woke people who, are, who you know deny being woke, but they say everything that woke people preach. Same here. He's denying he's prosperity gospel, but saying exactly everything that they preach. I'll put it like this: a prosperity gospel preacher, Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes, uh, Creflo Dollar. All of those jokers <laughs> could have stood in that sermon, listened in that sermon, and agree with everything he just said. Right? They they could have agreed with everything he just said. They wouldn't have pushed back at all. They wouldn't have pushed back. Because that is exactly what the prosperity gospel preachers preach. And so, like I said, if you if you if you are listening to Mike Todd, I, I say this with love, compassion to get out. Um, to find a church who cares for your soul, your, your, your spiritual growth. That that will teach you to know what the Bible is, that will give you more Bible. That's what the members of the church should be continually asking the pastor. I need more Bible. We need more Bible, Pastor. Less of you. Don't don't. Isn't it funny that a lot they'll have the cliches? Less of uh, less of us, less of me, right? More of you, and then go on the sermon and literally preach more of him, <laughs> more of them, and less of him, right? They'll it's it sounds good on the on the shirt or a bumper sticker or a keychain, but in many churches they do the exact opposite. Exact. Find find you a church that gives you Bible. More Bible, please. That's what you should be asking for. Even when the pastor is giving you more Bible, we still want more Bible because we want to hear from God. But there's a larger issue at hand as well from those who think God is speaking outside. So guess what? Miley Cyrus, I guess, could have been <laughs> speak. That's a whole nother. I'm constantly going back and forth with my charismatic friends about. <laughs> God alone speaking through his scripture. We need to elevate that more. We need that more sure word. 
And so I'm preaching now. So, <laughs> you know, we, we that's what we need more, more of Bible, more of Christ being expounded. More of that, please, pastor. Preach the word. Preach the word, please. That's what we need. More pastors who will faithfully uh, you know, expound on what their scriptures are saying. They'll explain things like the attributes of God, the the you know, who God is. In a day, we we need less of the pizza parties. Look, that's not working. <laughs> that's not keeping nobody. People are leaving the church. Because guess what? Entertain Mike Todd will have to get better in his entertainment. When you what you win them with, you have to keep them with. You know, what you win them with, you have to keep people with. So guess what? If you win them with entertainment, they come to the church for entertainment. You constantly got to entertain folks. Don't switch up. Don't don't switch up and preach the Bible, because guess what? Now you're going to lose those people because you didn't win them with Bible. Right. So. My encouragement, again, is to find a church that is, uh, you know. Expounding on these things. <laughs> My brother has asked a question. Uh <clears throat> Doesn't Shia have a song about preaching the word? That's right. It's called Expository Preaching. And I'll call you back in a second, bro. <laughs> uh, yes, Expository Preaching. Go listen to that song and and look at the lyrics. That's what you should be looking for in a church. A church that is faithfully expounding the text. Not themselves, right? He preached more. If you go listen to that sermon, it was a lot of him. It was a lot of him, you know, preach the Bible and allow the application to flow from there. Susie Q says, I wouldn't trust Mike Todd to teach my toddler Sunday school class. Yes, he wouldn't be fit at our church to teach the kids, let alone a Sunday school, let alone a sermon. Yeah, he'd never be. (laughs) He wouldn't be allowed to teach the kids. That's how bad that sermon was. That's how bad that sermon was. Yes, the lyrical theology. Yes, like I said, shout out to those who are preaching the Bible. And like I said, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, Glad you all uh, dropped by and uh, gave your time. Uh, Like I said, make sure you like this video if you're watching. You guys know how we do it. 